What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Names and addresses. And then restored the papers to their place. Opened the window. And jumped out into the deserted square. Taking care to close the shutters behind him. On reaching his room at the hotel, he lit his pipe with the gravity which he always applied to that ceremony, and, enveloped in clouds of smoke, studied the conclusions to be drawn from file M.B., or, to be more exact, the file devoted to Maxime Bernard, alias Arsène Lupin. At eight o'clock he sent Ganimard an express letter. "'I shall probably call on you in the Rue Pergolès this morning, and place in your charge a person whose capture is of the highest importance. In any case, stay at home to-night and until twelve o'clock to-morrow, Wednesday morning, and arrange to have thirty men at your disposal. Then he went down the boulevard, picked out a motor-cab with a driver whose good-humoured but unintelligent face took his fancy, and drove to the Place Malzerbe, fifty yards beyond the Hotel d'Estange. "'Close the hood, my man,' he said to the driver. Turn up the collar of your fur, for it's a cold wind, and wait for me patiently. Start your engine in an hour and a half from now. The moment I get in again, drive straight to the Rue Pergolese. With his foot on the doorstep of the house, he had a last moment of hesitation. Was it not a mistake to take so much trouble about the blonde lady, when Lupin was completing his preparations for departure? And would he not have done better, with the aid of his list of houses, to begin by finding out where his adversary lived. Pooh, he said, when the blonde lady is my prisoner, I shall be master of the situation. And he rang the bell. He found Monsieur Destange waiting in the library. They worked together for a little while, and Shears was seeking a pretext to go up to Clotilde's room, when the girl entered, said good morning to her father, sat down in the little drawing-room, and began to write letters. From where he was sitting, Shears could see her as she bent over the table, and, from time to time, meditated with a poised pen and a thoughtful face. He waited, and then, taking up a volume, said to Monsieur Destange, "'Oh, this is the book which Mademoiselle Destange asked me to give her when I found it.' He went into the little room, stood in front of Clotilde, in such a way that her father could not see her, and said, "'I am Monsieur Stickman, Monsieur Destange's new secretary.' "'Oh,' she said, without moving, "'has my father changed his secretary?' "'Yes, mademoiselle, and I should like to speak to you.' "'Take a seat, monsieur. I have just finished.' She added a few words to her letter, signed it, sealed the envelope, pushed back her papers, took up the telephone, asked to be put on to her dressmaker, begged her to hurry on a travelling cloak which she needed urgently, 
and then, turning to Shears, "'I am at your service, monsieur. But cannot our conversation take place before my father?' "'No, mademoiselle, and I will even entreat you not to raise your voice. It would be better that monsieur Destin should not hear us.' "'Better for whom?' "'For you, mademoiselle.' I will not permit a conversation which my father cannot hear. And yet you must permit this one. They both rose, with their eyes fixed on each other, and she said, Speak, monsieur. Still standing, he began, You must forgive me if I am inaccurate in a few less important particulars. I will vouch for the general correctness of what I am going to say. No speeches, I beg. Facts. He felt from this abrupt interruption that the girl was on her guard, and he continued, "'Very well. I will come straight to the point. Five years ago, your father happened to meet the Monsieur Maxime Bermont, who introduced himself as a contractor, or an architect, I'm not sure which. In any case, Monsieur Destange took a liking to this young man, and, as the state of his health no longer allowed him to attend to his business, he entrusted to Monsieur Bermont the execution of a few orders, which he had accepted to please some old customers, and which appeared to him to come within the scope of his assistant's capacity. Shears stopped. It seemed to him that the girl had grown paler. Still, she answered with the greatest calmness. I know nothing of the things about which you are talking, monsieur, and I am quite unable to see how they can interest me. They interest you in so far, mademoiselle, that Monsieur Maxime Bermond's real name which you know as well as I do, is Arsène Lupin. She burst out laughing. Nonsense! Arsène Lupin! Monsieur Maxime Bermond's name is Arsène Lupin! As I have the honour to inform you, mademoiselle, and since you refuse to understand me unless I speak plainly, I will add that Arsène Lupin, to accomplish his designs, has found in this house a friend, more than a friend, a blind and passionately devoted accomplice. She rose, and, betraying no emotion, or at least so little emotion that Shears was impressed by her extraordinary self-control, said, "'I do not know the reason for your behaviour, monsieur, and I have no wish to know it. I will ask you, therefore, not to add another word, and to leave the room.' "'I had no intention, mademoiselle, of imposing my presence upon you indefinitely,' said Shears, as calmly as herself." Only I have resolved not to leave this house alone. And who is going with you, monsieur? You. I. Yes, mademoiselle. We shall leave this house together, and you will accompany me without a word, without a protest. The strange feature of this scene was the absolute coolness of the two adversaries. To judge by their attitudes and the tone of their voices, it might have been a courteous discussion between two people differ in opinion, rather than an implacable duel between two powerful wills. Through the great open recess, Monsieur Destange could be seen in the round library, handling his books with leisurely movements. Clotilde sat down again, with a slight shrug of the shoulders. Holmlock Shears took out his watch. "'It is now half-past ten. We will start in five minutes.' "'And if I refuse?' "'If you refuse?' I shall go to Monsieur Destange and tell him. What? The truth. I shall describe to him the false life led by Maxime Bermont and the double life of his accomplice. Of his accomplice? Yes, of the one known as the blonde lady 
the lady whose hair was once fair. And what proofs will you give him? I shall take him to the Rue Chalgrin, and show him the passage which Arsène Lupin, when managing the works, made his men construct between numbers forty and forty-two, the passage employed by the two of you on the night before last. Next, next, I shall take Monsieur Destange to Maître de Tinance. We will go down the servant's staircase, which you ran down, with Arsène Lupin, to escape Ganimard, and we will both look for the doubtless similar means of communication with the next house, which has its entrance on the boulevard de Batignolles, and not in the Rue Cléperon. Next, next, I shall take Monsieur Destange to the Château de Crozon, and it will be easy for him, who knows the nature of the works executed by Arsène Lupin at the time of the restoration of the château, to discover the secret passages which Arsène Lupin made his men construct. He will find that these passages enable the blonde lady to enter Madame de Crozon's room at night, and take the blue diamond from the chimney, and, a fortnight later, to enter her Blichen's room, and hide the blue diamond at the bottom of a flask. A rather queer thing to do, I admit. Perhaps it was a woman's petty vengeance. I do not know when it makes no difference. Next. Next, said Holmlock Shears in a more serious voice. I shall take Monsieur Destange to 134 Avenue Henri Martin, and together we will try to discover how Baron d'Autrec— Hush, hush, stammered the girl in a sudden dismay. You must not. Do you dare to say it was I? Do you accuse me? I accuse you of killing Baron d'Autrec. No, no, this is monstrous. You killed Baron d'Autrec, mademoiselle. You entered his service under the name of Antoinette Préat with the intention of robbing him of the blue diamond, and you killed him. Again she murmured, breaking down and reduced to entreaties. Hush, monsieur, I beg. As you know so much, you must also know that I did not murder the baron. I did not say that you murdered him, mademoiselle. Baron d'Autrec was subject to fits of insanity, which only Sir Auguste was able to check. She has told me this herself. He must have thrown himself upon you in her absence, and it was in the course of the ensuing struggle that you struck at him in self-defence. Appalled by what you had done, you rang the bell and fled, without even taking from his finger the blue diamond which you had come to secure. A moment later you returned with one of Lupin's accomplices, a man-servant in the next house, lifted the baron on to his bed and arranged the room, but still without daring to take the blue diamond. That's what happened. Therefore, I repeat, you did not murder the baron, and yet it was your hands that killed Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.